sir, is in your view, how has this threat evolved for your members uh, over the last uh, few years? Thank you for the question, Mr. Chairman. Uh, this issue of domestic terrorism, hate crime, violence, uh, call it what you will, uh, has been a significant problem throughout the history of the African-American experience and many other communities, as I mentioned in my formal testimony, that have been marginalized in American society throughout the time of their presence in this country. Uh, again, I noted, of course, the experience of African-Americans with chattel slavery, with uh, Jim Crow segregation, uh, with the deprivation of access to the right to vote, and continued uh, violence directed toward our communities by way of lynching and pogroms that have actually occurred in communities like Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, like uh, uh, the uh, community in, in Florida that has been affected by uh, all of this violence. The same is true of other groups. My colleague John Yang talked about the deprivation of liberty suffered by Japanese American citizens during World War II or the experience of Native Americans who were forcibly relocated from their ancestral lands. All of these communities have experienced periods of violence directed at uh, their members for a variety of reasons. But all of it stems from a source of white supremacist uh, attitude uh, toward uh, these communities and the denial of their right to equal citizenship and equal protection of the law. Of course, the problem has been exacerbated in recent time uh, by the availability of social media. And social media has contributed uh, to the radicalization of individuals, to the isolation of others in ways that have fostered their involvement in this kind of white supremacist hate crime violence. It is an ongoing, continuing problem, one of significant magnitude and needs to be addressed. Domestic terrorism is the number one priority of the Department of Justice and the Department of Homeland Security. And so labeling does matter. Uh, however, it, it, it affects, of course, the allocation of resources uh, by the federal government to address these issues. My main contention is that the federal government needs to do what it knows it is required to do by law with respect to all persons in the United States. It has the resources to address these issues. It does not have, at this point, the political will. And that is what I hope these hearings will help provide. Thank you. Hello. Good morning. Let me make sure this is recording. It looks like it is. I hope everyone is having a great day. Today is Tuesday, August 3rd, 2021. 21. Um, let's give it up for 2021. Uh-oh. Oh, wait, no. Uh, everyone loves saying that over the last hold on but um I don't know I felt like doing one today so here I am doing a approachly podcast um I hope you enjoy the experience 
what it's worth. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe I can just give you a recap of what's been going on in in, in my in my life because this seems to just have became a journal rather than why I, what I intended it to be when I initially started doing this podcast. But um, whatever it is, what it is. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm on my way to work and. You know, I'm actually pretty annoyed, um, pretty upset. I, um, I'm upset that I got my hopes up, you know, because for the last month or two, I've been really excited, been really happy with my work, um, until they started doing all this backtracking, right? So, um, the whiny babies. <laughs> the whiny babies at the uh, ooh, what's going on? bunch of cops, one homeless guy, they're harassing him. Anyways, I like how I just skipped over that like it was uh, a n- normal thing. Anyways, um, what was I getting at? Um, at well, at my job, you know, they revoked our right to uh, work from home. So we no longer work from home unless, except when the company needs it, you know. <laughs> so it's like, whatever, man. I'm so sick of it. Um, the whiny babies were whining that uh, people weren't working when they weren't going into the office, I guess, you know. Uh, so now, you know, we have to be in the office all the time. Just because whiny babies didn't want to work from home. Whiny little boomers, you know, they didn't want to work from home. Um, you know, so they talk shit, you know, so we could get that, uh, privilege revoked, you know, and I work, you know, I've been advocating for it before the fucking pandemic happened, you know, and, uh, now you see all these different companies doing even like hybrid solutions. And, you know, I, I think that would have been, uh, a more appropriate way to approach things, um, It is what it is. I don't know. I'm I'm sick of it. I <laughs> I really don't care anymore. You know, I uh, I was under the impression that I was gonna have a friend hired. You know, we had two positions opened up, and I wanted three people hired. As far as I know, only five or six people interviewed. So I mean, there was a 50% chance that someone I wanted to work with was uh, gonna get hired, and lo and behold. Zero of the people I wanted to work with got hired. So, um, you know, whatever. I uh, I see the painting on the wall. You know, they, they say they love me. They like the work that I do. They love this and that, yada, yada. But their actions don't reflect that, you know. And, and I'm starting to think that I'm just a pawn in their little game, you know, and I don't want to participate anymore. Um, so I'm either going to find a different job Um or a different department. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm gonna figure something out, but it's, it's gonna change. You know, I don't care that they gave me a small little raise. You know, <laughs> to bring me up to what everyone else was making. You know, I like I'm outworking these people, and 
they've been making more than me. You know, like this is ridiculous. Like I'm doing their fucking job. I'm, I'm so like dumbfounded that I allowed that to happen for so many years, you know, and now they're finally starting to, uh, how'd you say, incentivize me on par, you know, with what these other boomers were making, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's not funny, (laughs) I'm not really happy about that situation, but, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, you know, the sad thing is that my department is a department where people get their um, foot in the door in IT, you know, and these guys are literally preventing that from others, you know. Um, It's just frustrating. I I really don't want to work there anymore. I really don't want to go there to work anymore. They literally gave me the worst schedule I could think of, which is 9 to 5, where I don't have any time in the morning, no time in the afternoon, you know. Um, It is what it is, you know. It was like, all right, well, I can't work the schedule I want to work with, which is a swing shift, which I've been doing for months now, and I've had no issues. I've outperformed everybody. You know, I I don't really see what the problem was, but anyways, they switched me to a morning schedule, uh, or quote-unquote morning schedule, at 9 to, you know, no one comes in that late, you know, they have me coming in the latest, whatever, you know, I don't even care if I show up on 10, like, they're so bullshit, you know, so I asked them, hey, can I work at 62, since the guy who left was working that schedule, uh, no, we have too many people working that early. It's like, all right, then give me whatever the fuck you guys want. You know, if you can't give me anything, just do whatever the fuck you want, and I'll just fucking deal with it. You fucks. Like, come on. Like, everything, you know, like, just, uh, they keep taking and taking and taking, you know. When are they, you know, like, you throw a couple bucks at me, ooh, you know, I'm supposed to be so grateful that you're fucking up my personal work-life balance, like whatever, whatever, dude, you don't want me to work with any of my friends, whatever, like, I'll stick around and do these boomers jobs, you know, like, I I essentially see myself, you know, that's why I see my place as a caregiving center, like, I go in, you have all these people that are retired, retirement age doing, you know, technical stuff that they have no business doing, you know, so everyone's just babysitting them all day, like, if it was a fucking retirement home, you know, (laughs) uh, I'm, I'm just sick of it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I was really happy for a while there, and I didn't really do any podcasts during that time. Um, but now things change, you know, and, and it's not coinciding with me deciding to do this podcast uh, because it's shitty. I just uh, I knew that I was uh, getting away from my long term goal, and I needed to uh, keep building brick by brick. Um, as far as GameStop and AMC are concerned, I still like the plays. They are incredible value plays right now. And I think that, you know, anyone that can afford it, of course, never, uh, invest more than you can afford to lose. Um, and this is absolutely not financial advice, so take it for what it's worth. But, you know, I think that they're good value plays, you know, and I think that it would be a really good investment for 
for anyone, you know. So instead, if you're if of you putting money away in your uh, savings account, just uh, buy the stocks. I don't understand. You know, it's not it's not a hard concept. Like this is these are some of the highest shorted stocks of all time, uh, and the data supporting that. You know, and and for now, these billion trillion dollar institutions are holding strong with their uh, bets but eventually you know they're not going to be able to sustain that high of uh, interest rate you know they're, they're almost paying as much as uh, minorities pay on credit cards at this point you know so um, yeah anyways I hope to be doing these a lot more I'm not gonna continue this for now um, I do want to thank anyone who's watching. If you can, go to my YouTube channel, Poachly, and subscribe to that. And I uh, hope to see you on the next one. Peace and bye.